All right, boys and girls, this is Rob here from Rob's School of Music, and we are hanging out with a man whose resume blew my freaking mind, Mr. Tori Ruffin. So hello and wonderful to meet you, sir. Hey, nice to be here, man. It's, it's uh, my pleasure. Awesome. So so he, he just put out a sick record, which we're going to pick apart as we go further into this under the name Freak Juice. So, um, you know, we're in music school. Okay. And, and, and basically – uh, COVID forced us to move everything um, online, like a mm -hmm. lot of the world, I guess. Sure. But back when we could do stuff in real life, one of the coolest things about our school is that we, um, you know, we we would have people put them into bands and have them perform and stuff. And you know, after we do this question, we'll start running through the amazing uh, gigs that you currently have and those you have played with. But what would be some advice for someone dealing with any kind of stage fright? Oh man, you just have to get out there and and do it. I know that sounds like, yeah, of course you have to get out there and do it. But the only way to overcome it, man, is just to get out there and, and be be rehearsed up. I think that's a lot. You know, make sure you're rehearsed up. Make sure you're confident in what you're doing before you get on stage. I think that a lot of anxiety comes from maybe not just not being as rehearsed up and practiced up as 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 you would like to be. I I remember back in the day. You know, in LA, man. Uh, you know, you 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 got to pay cast to rehearse, you, you, or rehearsal time is limited. So my stage fright, and I got you know really really nervous, is because I was I wasn't prepared as as well as I'd like to have been. Right. So that's that'd be my advice. It's just you know, uh, and and if that if you're rehearsed up and still frightened, then you just got to get out there and, and want it. You know, you just gotta want it. And and, and, and and get lost in the music. Let the music. Sometimes you don't have to look at the audience. You can just be into your music. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that, no, that's a fantastic. Honestly, like that was a culmination of the two most common and what I think to be the best answers to that question. Um, you know, know your stuff because if you know it, then that takes away. You know, you can go on autopilot and then just feel it. I'm 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 a big feel guy. You know, theory and stuff like that came way later for me. Uh, for right. the first half of my gig, it was just, you know, emotions and stuff and absolutely and feel. Yeah. I, I believe, man, if you got the, you, you, sometimes you really can't teach feel, you know, you know, you really have to have it. Or, you know, I mean, you can talk about it and, but uh, yeah, man, feel comes, you really have to have it, you know, and, and those, and those people that are blessed to have it are very lucky. And I mean, you could work on it. You can obviously work on your feel. It's, it's not a, a a lost cause to you know not be blessed with a natural feel, but if you have a natural feel, things go sure a lot smoother than when you put spirit on top of it. You know? Totally, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so what's your story, man? Like, I'm looking through, and it's like I see um, oh. Mariah Carey, Mick Jagger, Lenny Kravitz, Michael Jackson, Prince, and then the current gigs you have. Like, right. holy crap! Like, no. where did it start? I and yeah, I, I didn't tour. I didn't tour with all these. I either played on their, played on a record, or or, or toured with them, or or did a live gig. So you equally know. awesome, by the way. That's all equally cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, man, uh, real. Uh, I'm originally from Detroit. Then my parents uh, moved out here off in, uh, in California in the '70s, and then uh, late '80s, early eight. When was this? It was late eighties. Eighties. I had a the the uh, I, I had a buddy. Uh, his name was Bruce Sterling, and he put together. We we had a businessman either putting together. I mean, we're like everybody else, going around trying to get gigs, and then we finally figured out that you know the way to get gigs is to to you know manufacturing. We had a we had a business either putting together bands for Arsenio Hall. Cause everybody had a band back in the day, by the way, you didn't, have, you weren't playing the tracks, you know, you, you, yeah. you basically came on, if you were doing late night, you had a band. So we thought, Hey, let's get it. Let's offer our service to the, to the late nights. So we're, and so that afforded us to end up playing with a lot of different artists. We either played with them or put together the bands that, that did, that, did that. and uh, it ended up, uh, you know, being uh, bearing fruit. We have got a chance to play on people's records. We've got a chance to play with a lot of different artists. And, uh, and it took me, and it took me to my current gig with more stay in time. It eventually ended up with that. But, you know, uh, my only regret with that is that I wish I, I wish I would have been more into taking pictures back then because I could have had a lot of cool, 
pictures with a lot of different people. But you know, back then it wasn't cool. It wasn't as acceptable to to take pictures. I know it's kind of like a tangent, but yeah, that that would be my uh, back in the day. Man, I could you know had some really cool photos with a lot of cool people. But you know, yeah, man. Well, you know, like started playing with a lot of different people. Yeah, I think um, you know one of the coolest things and my favorite type of musicians to get to hang with and, and bring on to this, you know, the show is guys who have found ways throughout the years to, you know, do something with this thing, do something with this thing, jump from gig to gig to gig. I think, you know, a lot of people, when they start out, they, they have this illusion of, Oh, I'm going to be uh, using a current reference. I'm going to be Taylor Swift or something like that. And realistically, like as a musician, that's fantastic. You, you could be equally as talented, but if your stars don't align, you might not just be in the right place at the right time. But if you're talented and you're cool and you can hang and you can learn quick and you're punctual and you're polite, you could right. find ways to get on all these records and all these gigs. And it's just so inspiring to me to look at that resume and be like, wow, like that, that's well, one heck of a ride. Well, man, I, I learned early on uh, too. And uh, of course, when you're young, like you said, you're going to be that rock star. You know damn well that I'm going to make it. I'm going to be this rock star. But in the meantime, I learned until I was this rock star in my mind anyway, I was going to learn as many styles and then be able to play as many different genres as I could. Number one, for sessions, and, and, and then and, and number two, just to be able to play with any artist, you know, uh, that, that, that came my way. So that was my, that was my thought. But I ended up playing, you know, mainly with a lot of R&B uh, and, and some rap, rap guys. Uh, but, yeah, so, but, but, my, but my thing was back in the day is just be prepared. Like, this is a school of music. My thing is learn as many genres and styles and it, but 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 be good at them. Don't just halfway do them. Like try if you can only do two or three genres, then that's cool. If you can do two genres very well, or if you do one genre. But my thing would be if you could do a couple of multiple genres, man. You can you can find yourself you know uh, making a living in this business. And they say that less than one percent of people actually make a living doing the business so the more things you have under your belt the more things you can offer a client then the the the, 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 the chances are you, you know you'll be end up becoming what you want to do is at, at making a living and playing music that's awesome man and i tell you like the, the more stay in the time and fishbone those are fun like as a guitar player that is fun music you can't ask for any better gig especially you know uh uh, being a, a black guitarist from that 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 the, that job because I'm old enough and I don't know you're probably not old enough for this but I'm old enough to know uh, or not even know but uh, I came up in a time where Led Zeppelin and Stevie Wonder were on the same radio station like this this oh, cool. this, uh, this this different rock and no back in the day it used to be, you had you had Elton John you had Rush you had Stevie Wonder you had the Isley Brothers. All on the same radio. So as a, as a as a guitarist and a musician, I loved it all, man. We we played the guys. I uh, and these were all brothers, man. Black guys. We were playing Rush, Led Zeppelin, but we played Isley Brothers. We were into it all, you know. And I, I wasn't coming from Detroit, and you know, so so Rush was real popular in the hood. Not <laughs> <laughs> among musicians, you know. So we, I came up in the time where you know. We played a lot of different things. So moving on to be able to play punk rock, Scott metal with Fishbone, and and um, and uh, I, I had another band called Creek. Uh, it was subject to change. It was featured featured the girl uh, on different uh, a different world. Her name was Creek Summer, and we played uh, a la music as uh, you know. But but the other guitarist was uh, more into Crosby, still Nash and Young. But I was into you know more of the the rock the, the rock funky groove rock like I am now and then of course we toured with Fishbone and so I've, I've, I've had a you know a great a great uh, diverse uh, you know plethora of styles to choose from and be involved in and you know so that so yeah those two bands super funky super rock and metal I mean as a guitarist like you said as a, as a guitarist dream true you know 
Dude, it's it's a home run, and and I'm always trying to like, uh, you know, it's we have uh, eight teachers in total at the school, and everyone kind of does everything, and all of us have toured and, and various things, um, but some of them are more specialized. So if someone wanted to do metal, we have a more metal-oriented guy. If someone wanted to go like real deep into the theory hole, we have a guy for that. But yeah. I feel like my specialty is is exactly what you're talking about, is that diversity. Like, I, you know, someone comes in, they want to learn a Metallica song. Cool, we'll learn that. Now we're going to learn some uh, some dominant chords too, dominant sevens, because you just need to know everything. So you don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make you rip solos on top of Disco Inferno, and you're going to love every second of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I got a chance to teach at a GIT uh, when I was in uh, uh, about '89. I was teaching the funk class up there, but man, I would I would go hang out with Scott Henderson and uh, uh, what's my man's name. Uh, the, the sweeps guy uh, that plays a lot of sweeps up at the MI. He's a monster, and he slips my name. But you know, uh, uh, anyway, there's so many, man. Yeah, talking about uh, 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 Gamali, Frank Gamali. Uh, yeah, I can't. It's a whole yeah. other thing, man. But uh, yeah, man. So. You know, when you teach, you learn. Also, learn from the students. I don't know if you want that secret to get out, but I know. You know, I, I would teach something, and I'd be like, uh, "That's pretty good. It's not quite it, but play it again anyway." Right. <laughs> it'd, it'd be something cool, but it wouldn't be quite what I teach. But it'd be so. You learn from the students, and then I would go. I would go hang out with these master master guys. You know, like. And just you know, hang out in their class and just and learn as well. So that you know, that's the beauty of teaching. You you learn and, and you teach. A hundred percent. I I feel so blessed every day that I get to, you know, obviously pay it forward with people musically, but at the same time, you learn from every experience. So definitely, yeah, every experience. I remember reading something Hendrix said that, yeah, he learned from every everybody. Didn't he? Didn't it didn't have to be. You know this phenomenal player. You know, and that's the beauty of the instrument because it is such a physical and personal thing that so everybody plays it just a little bit differently, and, and, and there's always something to be learned from somebody. You can even if he's not quote unquote not that great of a player or not the player that you know that you think is is happening. If you listen long enough, he's gonna play something cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely, yeah. you're getting you're getting some love in the comments here. You know, you're my current favorite guitarist. Love your work. Oh wow! Thank you. Yeah. Um, so so let let's unpack this record a bit before we get a little nerdy with gear and stuff. So it's uh, Freak Juice and Friends. They call us Juice. What what was the? Uh, how'd you get that together? Is that uh, a uh, story? Well, uh, I don't know if uh, you guys uh, know of a player named Michael Landau. He's a famous session guy. In the, but anyway, he played on the first Freak Juice record, and uh, we we uh, his brother was in the band after the original guy and uh we used to go around when we played let's go make some juice uh, let's go juice makers you know let's go make some juice let's you know juice makers you know we and, and i believe mike was really you know one one of the guys who really started that and i i was just like when i put together the band i was like man juice, I was like, yeah we're juice makers i, I, I think i want I want to call my band Freak Juice. I want to freak the music and, and, and juices and juices music, and I want to freak it. Let's call freak. Let's call it Freak Juice. I love it. And uh, you know, little, little did I know there was a porn uh, connotation on that. I, I wasn't thinking like that, uh, you know. But apparently, I've been told. I was like, no, man, I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. I've been told that, man. It's, but anyway. Anyway, so kids that I had that had nothing to do with filth, filth and sluts. Or <laughs> I don't know if we have a censored audience here, anyway. But I'm just, like, it's, it's rock and roll, man. It's rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so freak juice, man. Juice is what we, juice is our music, and freak is I like to I like to bend the genres, and uh, it came about because you know, like I said, I was doing a lot of R and B. And, and, and making a living doing a lot of R&B, but I came up on a lot of different things. So when I came off the road, I wanted to rock out. I wanted to turn up the amps and, you know, play some power chords. And, but I was really into jazz and Miles Davis as well. So, I, you know, I saw Miles when I was 17 years old at the Hollywood Bowl, man. And 
I didn't know what what bebop was at the time, but I was playing like in a fusion band or trying to play in a fusion band. I was just, you know, uh, the, actually it was the original band from Sexual, the the, the movie Sexual Chocolate, and and the horn player in there said, "Man, you got to go check out Miles if you really want to, um, you know, get to the next level. You got to check out some bebop." And that and that just stuck with me. I was like, "Okay, let me go see what this bebop thing is." Well, anyway, they uh, I went to. Uh, I went to the bowl and there was John Schofield and Mike Stern. They were they were playing these rock and blues souls, just tearing it up. But then they would launch into these other, you know, these chromatic this chromatic and and tension and release patterns. And I was like, what the fuck? What is that? That is the greatest shit I've ever heard, you know? Because I was I was into Hendrix and Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Jimmy Page, and and all the funk guys like Michael Hampton and Cameo and all those guys. But this was my first experience to attention and release, you know. And so that just, man, that just that changed my world right there. That's like, and from then on, I was like, man, if I could just somehow because I liked writing songs too, but I, I liked being in a in a in a rock band. But I was like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna somehow blend these worlds, and and not like just but like jazz fusion. I didn't want to. I, I wanted to kind of like I wanted to have a rock band, but I wanted to have a. But then the solo section is, I guess you could say, like like uh, Led Zeppelin, how it was blues based in the solo sections. Well, I guess my, my with Freak Juice, I, I wanted to have it jazz based. Like I try to have like the soul sections are you're gonna have altered chords and, and diamonds and tension tensions so so I can get that tension and release. I love so it. So there it is. There's freak juice. That's what that's all that's that's how it, it all came about. And I've been working on it for years. <laughs> I try man. It, trying to it, it, you know, try to it, it's really cool. And uh, you know, congrats on the release last week and right it was last oh my God, yeah, last Friday. 13th this year is flying by man it's crazy yeah um but i'm gonna put the link in you know i can i can play let me try this here i just learned recently in the software i use here how to play a bit of music with it so i'm gonna i'm gonna attempt to, to play some music let's see if i can make that happen all right cool. just demo demo a song here let's check if this works we got this one queued up Heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Let's see how I stop sharing that. Cool. Yeah, we'll try and dig in more. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that audio quality carries over because, like I said, that sharing is new. But yeah, I encourage. I don't, it, didn't, it didn't sound too good on this, but yeah, it crushes it. But yeah. you know what? Let that let that wet everyone's whistles to check that stuff out. But it's super cool. Um, yeah. So I, I like how you're pulling from different genres from the beginning. Was there a particular record or concert that you saw coming up that you're like, oh shit, I want to do that? Mm, um, no, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm a big, I, you know. Uh, I was cool with the '80s rock, but I wasn't. I, I didn't feel like trying to get my hair all big. And then when when Nirvana came out, when they were in jeans and stuff, and it was just more organic sounding, just more kind of raw and uh, not as processed. Soundgarden. So like, the, I'm a big '90s rock. I think that was my. That think that that's the genre. That's the era I like of rock. So. So yeah, the heavier stuff is gonna sound like more '90s '90s kind of sounding rock, and then I try and uh, put in some nines and thirteens and kind of jazz it up in certain sections and take I love you, it. take you different places that you might not might not go in in, in, in a traditional in traditional uh, you know grunge '90s grunge thing. So that's that's how I kind of keep it new and fresh without you know what I mean, and and we really do that a lot live. We like whatever whatever the record is, we we expand on it live. 
and that's those are the concerts that I really enjoyed. Like, I I never really enjoyed somebody just going out and regurgitating the record because I could sit at home and put the damn record on. But what I really do enjoy is when somebody goes out, plays a song, but then they'll they'll extend this part or or or, or, or change the feel of one part because it's live. You know, I I don't want to hear somebody regurgitate a record. That's boring to me. I like, but that's why I love. And see, I'm, I'm go back to Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And also goes like, when you heard Jimmy Page had like 13 guitar parts on one song or whatever, but when they they rocked that live, man, it, it, they just rocked it live, and and they had so much feel on it. Same thing with Hendrix and and just bands like that, you know, like I, I feel like they give you something extra live that you don't get at the record, and that's what I that, that's how I, I want to I try to approach. Yeah, record is one thing, live is something else. Yeah, that's my favorite type of bands, man. So you're you're, you're hitting right to my heart. Like you, you you hit it right on the head. Well, you, it's on the record one way. Let's go see something different because that makes that show special. Because the next yeah. one's going to be different, and then the next one, and it's organic. It's alive. It's live. Yeah, I, I took it with Michael Franey, man. Um, I don't know if you guys know him, but and this was when he was more. It was a little more uh, jazzier hip hop, and uh, man, he I just admired that. Almost every night he changed up. It was something different every night. It was a challenge. You, the structure was there, but he changed it up. You know, the, he changed it up. It wasn't the same. Like I, nothing against it, and and I, you know, in the younger generation or what? Not even younger generation, but some of these younger bands, man, they're they're locked into these. I don't know how you tour just being locked into a pro tools rig. Or oh yeah. You know, when you just got to be locked in every night, like, how could that be fun? Like, that would drive. Anyway, that's my personal opinion. Everybody's different. Every, people like different things. So it's all good. You know, it, it it's fascinating to me because I've always been the type of person where I like to, uh, you know, I usually was the uh, the the empty in most of the bands I've been in, so I'm kind of controlling the show, so I can be like, oh, we're gonna take it down. All right, we're gonna pick it back up. I love that. But yeah, at the same man. time, I, I've spoken to people. You know, even on here, you know, friends and other musicians like this one guy's a drummer, one of the best drummers in a, in a metal band. And in his ears, he doesn't even have a click. He has the record and he's playing along to the actual record. That's how tight their show is. Note for note. That's insane Whoa. to me. I could never do that. That's a that's a skill I don't have, you know, and I'm OK not having it, really. Yeah, 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 that's a skill I, I, I definitely don't have. Yeah. I, I did this one. I did this one thing uh, a long time with it's a great guy, you, and uh, it was a smooth jazz gig, man. Uh, and uh, you know, we I would play the show, and it was cool. And but during a sound check, man, we would we would be playing and just free fall without the thing. And he he ran upstairs, going like, "Damn, what's that?" I was like, "Well, you know, let's play." You know, it's us that. If you if you let go of this click, you know, <laughs> you're trying to play some jazz. You got this click on, and we you're trying to solo, trying to because the the body moves. The body is full of water, and and and, it, and it's, there's a flow to it. So that's how music should be, in my opinion. You know, you should the tempo should be, but it's okay if the tempo goes here and that. You know, if it just moves a little bit, that's what your body does. So that's why it feels natural, way more natural. If you listen to those. Uh, uh, if you listen to the earlier records, man, they're, uh, you know, they're moving in tempo, but it feels okay. And it feels right. great. You know, you don't, you don't realize it's moving because it's ever so slightly, but you know, there's a good feeling about it. You know, so check out some of those old Motown records and stuff. You don't quite know why it feels so good or why it sounds so good to you, but you know, it's something to be said for getting off the grid. So yes, yes. That, you know, you just need a good drummer and like, uh, we cook, you know, with with this record, you know, definitely not on the grid, you know, and uh, it, it, you know, there's some things that go here a little bit, but that's okay. I tell you, that's my soundbite from this whole interview, man. Uh, just get off the grid, because that's like I'm. A lot of these younger students, these music musicians coming up, you know, they got computers and it has recording software, and they'll just lock it right in. And to me, that's like it's like a robot. Like, come on, right. like it has right. to. A little give and take. I like that water analogy. That's a good one. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, uh, you can uh, go ahead. I, were you gonna say something? Oh uh, no, I was. I was gonna pivot to some more gear-oriented questions. So, uh, right. so 
I am a lefty in every aspect of my life, but I play guitar righty because my dad bought me a righty when I came up. And that's just how it stuck. So maybe maybe I was supposed to be way better than I am, <laughs> but I'm playing the wrong way. Uh, but, you know, when you were starting out, was it harder to find? I mean, even now it's harder to find. Well, I had, I had a, you know, I, had, I got a few lessons back then, and um, the dude was trying to make me play right-handed. And I, want, I, I, wanted, I wanted to play right-handed. I was trying to play I was I just sucked at it so bad. He's and then when I turned it over, he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, go ahead." <laughs> I mean, I could not play right. I did to save my life. So uh, yeah, but back in the day, so my grandfather, man, um, my grandfather uh, was an entrepreneur back in Detroit, and then he showed up in my house one day with a, uh, I guess somebody owed him some money, so he showed up. With a Gibson 355 and a custom amp, but it was right-handed. But the, you know, with 355, you can get up the neck. So I, I flipped it, and that was my guitar for years. And I lost wow. it in college because I didn't realize what it was. I still wasn't up to speed. You know, I, I kind of was a late bloomer, man. You know, um, so I lost it in North Texas somewhere in a pawn shop, and I, yeah. it, it kills me to this day. But yeah, so yeah, no, and the instruments are hard to find. The instruments are hard to find, and then a lot of people don't make them so they can stay in tune, uh, you know. And so the tunings was always a problem. But now I'm with my new company, Schechter. I said you got a Schechter back there, and they make quality, quality left hand. And I, yes, I'm sure if the left hand stuff is quality, the right hand is is if they stay in tune. They, that's a that's a check. I'll, you know, anyway, I got a bunch of sectors rolling around here, man, and, and they really take care of me. Um, they they uh, I can tell them what I want, and they kind of build it to specs. And so yeah, I'm fortunate now, but back in the day, I used to struggle with it. Even you know the Gibsons. Uh, I did have a nice strat, a, a custom shot. I do have a nice custom shot strat that, that was really cool. I played in the early days with Morris. Um. And yeah, but yeah, it's hard for them to stay. Yeah, the quality instruments left and we kind of get tossed to the side, you know, people, and people don't know what they're doing. Especially at like the uh, the beginner level, because we have a fair amount of lefty students here. Um, and actually, one of our guitar teachers is, is a lefty who plays lefty. He actually oh. just found a Schechter baritone guitar on Reverb, which oh. they didn't make a ton of, and it is fantastically made. But um, a lot of the entry level lefty guitars, like they don't even flip the nut properly. So it's a nut, you know, routed for a righty and they just stuck it on. Like it's, it's not fair. Well, here's the deal with Schechter, man. One of the one of the VPs or the um, one of the maybe the owners is left handed. So they there you go about it. So uh, yeah, man, I can I could definitely uh, we should link up and I'll give you the uh, my guy's number and and you guys should definitely. Get with them if you, especially if you got a lot of left lefty students. They'll, they'll yeah. I put in a word for you. I appreciate it. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, what what's your go to amp? What, what kind of amps you into? Uh, man. Um, uh, well, I, I currently own a a, a eight hundred, but it's it, it's a dual channel, and I've been playing that a lot. A Marshall eight hundred, but mm -hmm. it's I have a. So I love the clean sound on this amp, and it's old, man. It's from it's like it's a it's not one of these um, refurbished reissues. Yeah, reissues is what I'm looking yeah. for. It's it's a real back in the day original. That's wow. my it's my most prized possession because the sound, the clean on it sounds. The dirty it hasn't had been modded, but I, I love I just love the sound. But I'm really into the clean sounds of it, so I I'll use some pedals with that. Then I got a then I got a triple rack that uh, that I I've been using for years, but I'm really. I really tried. Uh, I really like the, the Soldano. Uh, I had a Soldano, a hot rod, fifty watt. I just didn't like the clean sound so much on it. But man, but I and I sold it, and I know that the, that 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 uh, Mike stopped making them, so I should have hung on to that app. That was a, <laughs> he stopped making them. I guess he's gonna farm out. But I really like the uh, I really like the drive and the solo sound on the, on, on those amps. And, yes, man, amazing. But having said all that, um, on this record, I was I, I bought an Axe Effects man and a 
Jesus Christ, this thing, man, is no joke. I, 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 uh, I mic'd up my Sedanos and I mic'd up my boogies and whatever I had, you know, and I was getting killer sounds and, and then I just plugged the thing and went to a Sedano sound. I was like, oh my goodness. My, uh, right out the box, it was, it was right in there, maybe even better. Uh, and, you know, I was like, Jesus. So I don't mic amps anymore <laughs> to make a lot of <laughs> so I did, I, the, the access effects. Uh, I mean, some some of the records mics and some of it's not. So, I, and, I, and I and I and I challenge you to tell me which is which. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the modeling technology has come so far. So, like yeah. at the school at the school here, one of the things that I wanted to do when I was putting you know this whole thing together is I wanted to make sure that everyone had you know if a student comes in, they're plugging into a Fender amp or a Marshall amp. I got my dual rectifier in the in the jam room. Um, uh, we got a Roland uh, jazz chorus that someone donated to us, like good gear. So people could experience it. I have a, a glass case full of my entire pedal collection. I let students take them out like library books. So that was, you know, yeah, yeah. but I was, I was anti-modeling forever. And I tried the line six stuff and I tried it. I got the Axe effects, dude. It, it, I, 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 ah, see it. I it changed my life. Changed right? my life. I, you know, I still don't like, I mean, the, the heel, I'm still not a big fan of the heel. I mean, I it just doesn't that. feel you know, real. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, the mock, the mock, well, they gave me a, a, I do like their effects. So let me just say that. Uh, uh, Frank uh, Padilla over at uh, Line 6 Helix gave me a, a nice uh, HX effects. And I do like that. I use that. So Yeah, that's great. Just the modeling on it, uh, for me personally, I'm into the, uh, the axe effects for sure. And Line Six has always done a fantastic job with their effects. Like I used to have the, 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 yeah. the green delay one, the blue um, modulation that, one. Yeah, I, I love their effects, man. I, and, and, my, and and some people can get get good tones out of that mind. Like I, you know, I I'm a kind of guy. I need I need it to sound good out the box. Like I can't be in there tweaking a bunch of knobs and stuff. <laughs> I, I don't, first of all, I don't have the patience. I'd rather yeah. be trying to practice. A, a, a new bebop line or learn, uh, you know, some chord melody. I like to focus on harmony and, and you know, and, and, and uh, that I, I want when I plug into something, I want it to sound good. Yeah, I don't want to be sticking around with much of that. I'm not that guy. You know, some people are, they, they love it. Uh, Dude, I, I, I'd rather spend my time learning some, some Charlie Parker, some, something new, you know, something harmonically, something harmonic. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to fuck around with gear. So, so, so for for me, gear man has to kind of sound good. That's why I like the Soldado. I plugged in that bad boy. Uh, it was creamy. There's everything. I didn't have to, you know, shit, turn on the game. It was ooh, it sounded just sounded great. And so, the X effects. That's that's how I am too. So, yeah. Well, that, that's a really strong point there. You know, it's funny with you don't want to mess with it. I got a buddy of mine who every time I get a new piece of gear, you know, I'm like, dude, I got the blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're not going to learn how to use that. I'm like, oh, I'm just plugging it in. And if it doesn't work, I sell it. But that's yeah. effects are right. Right out of the box. I was like, oh, this sounds like heaven. Are you much man? You must be much. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's <laughs> <was> like, a, <laughs> um, but you know, what you said though, it's very powerful because I think, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, taken in a different way to a certain degree but you know it, it, it has to be here you know you could tweak your tone for hours but it's only going to get you to a certain point if you don't know your parts and are studied and, and it's just you're going to hit a wall if you're not playing the right notes that get people to move dance or or, or or have a reaction you could be playing through a dumb dumble or whatever it's, that's why i was never into that like i'm not spending no 50 grand or 10 grand on the portion <laughs> That makes no sense. <laughs> if you can't play, I don't give a damn what kind of amp you got. It ain't gonna make no difference. It, yeah. You know, I was, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah, you're not gonna have a fifty thousand dollar. I mean, this it make, that makes no sense to me. And what does make sense is, you know, being able to, you know, hit the right notes that make people have a reaction internally or physically or emotionally yes that's, that's where i try to spend all my time if that's yeah for me 
Yeah, no, I if you're just starting, that's that, that's what you I think you should focus on. Don't get caught up in gear, get caught up in this. So you reference some some pretty heavy musical stuff. What would you advice would you give someone coming up? Because I, I fight, you know, we do all instruments at the school, mm-hmm. and a piano a piano student theory is they're getting that right away. Um, yeah. Our drum our drum teacher gets everyone to read, you know, so they can just be ready for the world. Guitar students fight us about music theory. What would you say to someone coming up, like the importance of it, to um, or not importance of it? You know, what, what's your opinion there? Well, my take is you you want to. Uh, the guitars and cams, you want to paint with as many colors as possible. And you want to have as many uh, crayons in the crayon, crayon box as to, 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 to paint with. And, and to, a way to do that is to know your theory, study piano, know how a chord is built, you know, uh, know, know your modes, know what scale choices you can have over this chord and that chord. Uh, yeah, you can rock out and 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 learn ninety eight percent of the songs that are on the radio. Probably a hundred these days, one hundred and ten. But what what happens when you get bored with that and you you hear another piece of music that you have no idea how to go about that? So how to go about you know getting that getting getting that under your fingers? So that's what theory, knowing your chords. Uh, like you reference piano, piano is, is is great. Every every guitar should know how to play a little bit of piano, or at least know the theory behind it. You shouldn't because it's so visual. You can see chords, you can see your skin, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's just a it's a great tool to have under your under your under your fingers. Uh, at least the basic concept. You don't have to be proficient at anything. Just understand it because it's it's visual. And if if you get lost on guitar, you can always look at piano. But theory, man, it's, 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 it's those things. It's just a, it's another tool for you to paint with. You got, you know, that's that's a, that's that's all I can say is in terms of uh, uh, guitars. I mean, and if you can read, you know, you're going to be able to read certain passages that might open up another thing for you. You know, who you right. might discover, like Eddie. Ed, let's think. Let's think about guitars or people that change. Like Eddie just. I mean, he changed the way guitar was being. I mean, people had tapped before, but when he came on the scene, I mean, it revolutionized the thing. You know, so reading a passage of Beethoven or, or or Charlie Parker might lead you to do something different on the instrument, or or just write it, feel a different way. You know, and and, it, and it's not all about, you know, success too is what you give yourself. So if you feel like you're you 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 you're uh, getting all the tools you'll need and and you're and 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 you, you can paint as many different pictures and you're doing gigs here at the coffee shop and you got 50 people showing up uh digging what you're doing and and you're selling you know 50 cds or whatever to me that's successful because you're doing you you've you've accomplished something on your own you know it, it does success doesn't always have to be in terms of monetary and the big car, the big this and that. That's that's where a lot of musicians go wrong. And then that's where a lot of musicians fall off too. That's like, well, I'm not, I didn't make it because I didn't, I, I'm not Taylor Swift. I didn't, right. you know, if, you're in the, if you're in the music business to try and make money, you, you should leave now. Right. <laughs> if you're not in the music because it's, it's, it's in your soul and you love it and it's the only thing you can do. It's like you're, uh, you know, you forgo all, everything else because you have to play music. You know, you, that that's the only way you should be in, into music, uh, in, in, into Rob's music school, or or trying to do music for a living. It's it be it should be like you can't breathe without music. Yep. You know what I mean. And so, if you can't breathe without music, then you need to learn everything. Uh, you can't, and it never stops because I, I'm a, I'm studying too. I, I still study, you know. And if you stop studying, you, you're not learning, you're not growing, and then you're de- you know that's that's over too. So, yeah, wonderfully uh, said. It's on wind tangents everywhere, but you know, I hope I hope you got something out of it. A hundred percent. No, definitely. I mean, there's a on our one year anniversary in this location. One of the students, um, he owns a business where they they 
uh, they make stairs. So he works with wood and he made me this beautiful uh, plaque that looks like a guitar. And it says something about how, you know, where music isn't just a phase, it becomes a, a lifestyle. It's part of you. And I think that's, that's a big part of our mission statement here. Like for me, if I go on a vacation and I don't have a guitar, and I like, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to buy a guitar while I'm away because I just can't not play, you know, and right. that's, cool. that's it's ruined a few relationships along the way, but it, you know, it, it, you got to oh, live yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It'll ruin the music. will have you, have you, you know, uh, single on many, many occasions. It, yeah, man. It, it's okay. It's, it's on okay. the ride. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's funny you say that because I, I recently opened up a bar, and I, I had no idea what I was getting. It's a, it's I wanted it's a live music lounge, but I, I had no idea what kind of work that was what it had entailed. And you know, I, I looked up one day and I hadn't played when I was first opening opening the bar. I was working 14, 15 hour days trying to get. I was trying to do everything myself. My brother yeah. and I got a bar called the Juice Maker Lounge in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, uh, but anyway, trying to get that open, I looked up and it had been like three days. I hadn't even touched my guitar. I was like, oh, I haven't played guitar in three days. And and so it's, it, it weirded me out because that was the first time in 40 years, you know, that I hadn't picked up my guitar every day. And I was like, oh man, I gotta, this is not gonna fly. <laughs> so I, you know, I gotta get on schedule. It's so strange that you say that because in, in the past 25 years of me playing and touring and, and such, um, from 2008 to 2010, my family and I opened up an Italian restaurant. We had a bar. We had live music. And that was the only time in my life I gave up music was to have a, a, you know something in, on that side of it. So that's just weird that a bar made you stop for a second, too. I swear. I swear. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I, you can't make this stuff up. This is crazy. <laughs> um all right so towards the end here i like to do this rapid fire question thing and we got some time so you can answer the questions in greater detail if you choose or just say one or the other um, okay. they're, they're all music related questions i would always have to say up until quite recently nothing heavy or political it's just music don't worry okay. um <laughs> up until recently what happened well, now, 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 everything's a little no comment. <laughs> the world is ending. I swear it's ending. But let's just keep smiling, keep smiling, and hope it's okay. Um, all right. So, a humbucker or a single coil? Um, well, majority, majority of the time, hung up humbucker. But I do enjoy my single coil, depending on what kind of gigs I play. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these are breakers. Okay. Okay. A lot of these questions, the right answer is usually both. So, so it's really it's making you uncomfortable to pick one or the other. So I apologize. Yeah, to, I can, yeah if I don't have to pick one or the other, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, it is definitely both. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So a a Les Paul, I would say Les Paul style guitar, but you know what I mean, Les Paul or Strat. Strat. All right, Strat or Telly. Telly. Oh, Les Paul or SG. SG. Okay. Uh, P bass or jazz bass? Jazz. Martin or Taylor acoustic guitar? Martin. Cool. Marshall or Fender amplifier? Well, it depends on the gig there. I know, I know, I know. That one's the worst one. Nothing's <laughs> on the gig. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Yeah, that that one honestly, like I, I love. That was, there was no pressure there at all. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that one honestly, like I did a gig in uh, up in Vermont at the beginning of the year, New Year's Eve, and they had a backline. They uh, had a backline, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, and it was before I had the Axe Effects, and it was a a Fender Deluxe Reverb, and I just brought a bunch of pedals to make all my different sounds, and it was fantastic. So I was like, "Oh, I need to have one of those now too." <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, just depends on the gig. I mean, you know, obviously for the heavier stuff, you know, Marshall, you know, right, you know, but uh, funker things definitely Fender. Yeah. Yep, okay, delay or reverb? Delay or reverb? Uh, delay, my delay guy. I like me some delay, <laughs> fuzz or overdrive? 
overdrive phaser or chorus chorus okay for yeah, I mean, I for, for the, obviously i like both and all of them but if i, right. had, if I was on an island and i had to do a record i would take my chorus over a phaser oh that's the last question hold on we'll get there don't worry no. um <laughs> uh beetles or stones both okay john both. or john or paul dang that's a tough one yeah, I like them both, man. Um, I mean, the cool answer, I'm sure, would be John. But Paul, because he's been around. I mean, Paul's no joke. I, he's a bad boy. So I have to say both. I, I can't make it my mind on that one. If it helps you, Paul is my answer there. So, so that would have been all right. Uh, this next one is is the hardest, I think. Uh, Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd? Uh, hard for me. I'm a Zeppelin, man. All the way. Yeah. All right. Hey, all right. I do, I do like me some uh, Roger Waters. I, I listened to that that Time uh, album, uh, Prison. Uh, yeah, but and I and I really liked a lot of it. But uh, it's, for me, it's no comparison. I mean, no, for me, I, I mean the grooves that Zep and those guys, John Paul Jones, John Bottom. Oh man, for me, oh man, nothing like it. That it's was fun. That was my childhood listening to those guys. So Zeppelin is one of my top five favorite bands of all time. It has yeah. been since I first heard them. And I think one of the coolest parts of my job is I get to show people these songs for the first time. All like, right. you know, showing a drummer when the levee breaks and trying to explain what's going on there and how that was recorded. And they're like, where's the grid? I'm like, uh, there's no grid, bro. <laughs> yeah, you teach them that. Uh, I want to tell you about that good thing. What's the, 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 you know, that song? Uh, it's just too much good stuff, man. It, it's. I want to tell you about that good. Oh, man, it's funky. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. All right, so you're on a desert island, Ooh. and you get one guitar and one amp and one pedal. What would it be? Uh, okay, well. I mean, uh, guitar, I think, I mean, would I be playing for anybody or would I be playing for myself? That's playing, for your, playing for yourself. So you can play whatever kind of music you want. It's just like your your isolated dream situation. It doesn't have to be something you own. It could be anything, you know, in the world. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to take me that, that Gibson L5, that big fat Gibson L5, and I'm going to take, uh, I'd probably take a, uh, couple of uh like that george benson uh, uh it, george benson uh it's what is it called a, a deville that he has that model oh yeah, yeah the big air that way i could rock out a little bit if i needed to <laughs> and then uh just a nice uh looper pedal it's like there you go looper that's a good answer <laughs> yeah looper pedal with that had effects in it Nice. <laughs> I take this. Oh, that's is that the new one? Yeah, that's the new one. How is that? It's cool, man. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, yeah boss, uh, boss RC five hundred. It's it's pretty cool. You know what it is? It is is I have, with, you know, that's you know, with COVID, you got to get into different areas. And I want to try I'm trying to get my solo thing together. I'm trying to get some solo stuff going. So, but cool. Yeah. All right. Well, as we wrap this up, you have anything cool coming up? You know, any any virtual things or where can yeah. people check? Yeah, man. We okay. So, first of all, please go uh, check out the record at freakjuice.bandcamp.com. It's our brand new record, Freak Juice in France, and it's all actually on all the platforms, iTunes. But if you want to. Yeah, get us at us directly, and and, and that's, that's our website, freaktruths.bandcamp.com. We also are going to have a, a live stream uh, coming really soon on beefs.com, Freak Truths live stream. And Say also, that one more time. Your voice cut out. Say that part one more time. So we're going to have a live stream on, there's two platforms, Fleely TV, 
there will be a live stream and you can put, uh, see it on demand and veeps.com we're looking at cool. uh, juice uh, I think that's owned by good Charlotte and uh, so yeah veeps.com freak juice we're gonna have a live stream um, I'll post it maybe in, in this interview when it's up and running because this is gonna be on I, uh, YouTube right Yep. So this would be on YouTube. It's going to be the podcast will be on iTunes, Spotify, other podcast platforms. So the audio, the whole thing. I'll send you all the links. Yeah, send me all the links, and, I, and I'll uh, I'll post when it's live, up and live and running. So cool. Yeah, look out for that. And if you're ever in Tulsa, come check out the Juice Maker Lounge. Uh, you know, we got our own bar, musicians. So cool. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm trying to. You know, uh, when this COVID thing lifts, we're going to be doing a lot of different things there. So. Check us out. Uh, yeah, check out Shut Your Guitars, man, if, if you're a lefty, definitely. But, yeah, Free Juice, man, support. It's an indie, indie, independent record, man. We could really use support. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug it real hard when I repost all this, and then we'll be seeing you in a Coming to America, too, at some point, too, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, that's so funny. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, you know, I've had the opportunity to tour with Prince and Morris Day and all these People I, you know, admire, but sometimes I'll be there and I'll tell, and somebody go, he's playing with sex. He used to be in sexual chocolate. And I'm like, you're in sexual chocolate. And I'm like, you know, that's not a real bad person. They just love it, man. Yeah. So sexual chocolate coming to America too. I think <laughs> I am the guitarist. We did play the funny story about that. We played that live, uh, the music live in the first track and we were in there and, and, and the producer goes, halt! We don't want you to sound like that. We need bad notes. We need you to sound like the worst lounge band. <laughs> I was like, okay, we can do that. So, yes, that's us playing and uh, no, we're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl Denson is the, plays with the Rolling Stone uh, from Sexual Chocolate, Melvin Davis, Lee Ritten, uh, Shaka Khan. So there's there's some heavy hitters in that sexual chocolate band. So look for us December 19th. Awesome. Awesome. The list goes on. Sorry. Thank you so much for your time. Please stay safe. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And uh, I urge everyone to check out this record. And thanks for hanging with us today. Thank you, man. And really thank you for having me on, man. I can't thank you enough for, you know, promoting. And, My and pleasure. Helping. We, we My appreciate that, man. Man, gives you a lot of love. My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, buddy. You stay right, safe. Brother. I'll, I'll see, you. see you next time. All right, man. Bye. Definitely. Bye. All right, bye.